Well, we're going to continue in our kingdom series this morning, and I want I want to ask you a question that that really is a very simple question, and 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 it's simply this: Why did God save me? I want you to ask yourself that question. Why why did God save me? I want you to look around for a minute. Seriously, I'm not playing mind games with you. I'm not even smart enough to play not mind games with you. But I want you to look around for a minute. I mean, is this, is this it? Is this, is this, is this why God, did, did God save you to come to church 52 weeks a year, maybe? Week after week, year after year month after month, and you do it again in 2020, and you do it again in 2021, and you just keep coming to church. Is this why God saved you? No. 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 This is, is this it? Is this, is this the end of the road for, for your, I mean, you come to Jesus for watching that precious little girl go through baptistry? Is, 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 that, is, that, is the end all, is that it? Is that, is that home plate? Did she touch home plate? Is that, is that the, the whole thing of why we're here? Why, why did God save me? No, I would say to you that God did not save you just for this, just so you can come to church, learn about God, learn about the scriptures, and then just die one day. No, we're going to talk today about the very idea of of a vision that God has for your life. And I want you to turn to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 is where we're going to be going this morning. And it's what we're going to look at what, what's often referred to as the Macedonian vision. I want to talk to you about God's vision for my life. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you'll find the, the book of Acts. We're going to talk about God's vision for my life. When you look at the book of Acts, you're going to notice that, 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 that God does have a, a vision for your life. We have, a, we have a God that calls us. If there's one thing, friend, listen to me, if there's one thing you can take away from the scriptures, it is this. From Genesis to Revelation, God has, are you listening? God has a history of calling people. He has a history of calling people. He is going to call you all throughout your life. From, from Genesis to Revelation, person after person, man after man, woman after woman, God calls people. And God has a vision for your life. When you look at the book of Acts, I have noticed that there's a simple rhythm to the book of Acts. And the rhythm is simply this, that God sends the Holy Spirit to fill us with power, right? The rhythm of Acts is being filled with God's power and being sent for God's kingdom. Did you catch that? The book of Acts is that God, God puts his power on us through the Holy Spirit, and then he sends us out. We have a sending God. Why did God save you? I'll tell you why God saves you. God saves me to send me. Did you hear me? God saved me to send me. God, God didn't save me to sit me. All right? That's not consistent anywhere in Scripture. God didn't just save you to sit you. God didn't just save you so you could come to an awesome church like Clearview Baptist Church. No, God saved me to send me. And the question I want to ask you this morning is, is have you discovered God's call on your life? Have you? Have you discovered God's call on your life? That, that's the question I'm going to keep asking you this morning. Have you discovered God's call on, on your life? Now, in Acts chapter 16, here's what's going on. Paul is going through his typical mission journeys. He's on a pursuit serving the Lord, and then something, something changes. 
It's what we call the, the Macedonian vision. And, and I want to I say to you before we get started this morning that, that, that truthfully, if you just read this for what it is, it's just, okay, God, God gave Paul a vision and then he went to a different area of the world and he shared the gospel. But you have to ask the question, what in the world does that mean to me? What, what, does, what does the Macedonian vision mean to me? That every time you read the Bible, you should always ask the question, what, is this, what does this mean to the people that it was written to? And what does it mean to me? And that's what we're going to ask this morning. When you look at Paul's call on his life, what does it mean to you? It's not just a history lesson. I believe there are some things we can live from it this morning. So, so we're going to pick it up in verse 9. Very simple. Just two verses this morning. The Bible says in Acts 16, 9, that a vision appeared to Paul in the night and a man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had, now this is Luke, Luke was telling the story. When he had seen the vision, when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought, that's Luke 2, we sought to go into Macedonia concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Very simply put, God gives Paul a vision to come to Macedonia, a place he had never been, a place that he was called, God's, God has, has saved Paul, to send Paul. And so what does that really mean to, to, to you? Have, have you discovered God's vision for your life? Because there is a vision for your life. And I would say when you look at that story, here's a couple of things you can pull out from that. That God does have a specific call. God's call is specific to me. You hear me? God's call is specific to me. You know, there's no such thing as an accidental person, Right? No such thing as an accidental person. God made you. God wasn't just trying to populate the planet when he put you into to this world. Aren't you glad? Listen, man, if you don't really know if you have much worth this morning, if you don't really know that you count very much, let me tell you something. You are special to God. Did you hear me? You're special to God. God loves you and, and you matter to him. You matter to him so much that he sent his son to die on a cross, go to a grave, come out of that grave and give you a plan for life. God loved you that much. God loves you that much and God has a specific call on your life just like he had a call on Paul's life. Now, there's a little word, two, two letter words you're gonna miss right here in verse 10 if you're not careful. It's that concluding when, when God gave him the vision that God had called us to preach the gospel. That's Luke, Paul, a small band of people, there's probably a few more that, that weren't mentioned there. God had called them, not somebody else. God's calling on your life is a call that you can't pass on to somebody else, and I really want you to hear me say that. God made you for a reason. God made you for a reason, and you can't just pass that off hoping somebody else will fulfill the reasons that you've been born you were, you were made for a reason, and you were made to serve the Lord, and you were made to be sent for the Lord. And that's what the book of Acts tells us. There's a rhythm to that. God puts power on me not to sit me, but to send me. So, so Luke says, we, we concluded that God had called us. The, the, the Macedonians needed the gospel, and they needed Paul to bring it to them. God had a specific call for them. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, people I follow, one of the groups I follow on Instagram is, is, is Sims, Fly Fishing. And, and they put out these really cool pictures sometimes. And uh, you know, that's a good place to take a nap, wouldn't you think, uh, on the side of a river. I don't think he's sleeping. There's no way I could sleep in those conditions uh, right there. But when you look at I, I love, they always put this on here, uh, Sims does. They're out of Bozeman, Montana, and I've actually been to their corporation before. Nothing like a nap, the the the, the, the 
image says. Nothing like a nap on Thanksgiving, but naps on couches are overrated, right? <laughs> now, but they always put that, often, I say always, most of the time, they'll include this little line, you get one life. You get one life. You get one life. Every time I see that, man, it, well, first of all, it makes me want to go to Montana, all right? But the second thing it does is that it's always a mirror. Now, if a fly fishing company can understand that you get one life, don't waste it. My question to you, friend, is have you discovered God's call on your life? You get one life. You get one life. God saves you to send you. And that call is specific. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. But that call is not just specific for you. It's specific for a reason. And this is really important, and I don't want you to miss this. Now, this is going to sound pretty simple. This is going to sound pretty simple. But I think the depth of it is profound if you'll let it sink into you for a little while. And that is this, is that God's call will be to move his kingdom forward. Not my kingdom, his kingdom. Now we're going to talk about how that works out a little bit. God's call will always be to move his kingdom forward. The Bible says in verse 9 that a vision appeared to Paul. Now you can't really deal with, with Acts chapter 16 without dealing, or the, you can't deal with the Macedonian vision unless you, if you leave out the vision. So in this particular case, God gave Paul a vision. A vision appeared, the Bible says. A vision appeared. So, so what does that mean for me? And what does that mean for us today in 2019? When God gives you visions and he gives you impressions, sometimes God's going to give you a vision. I've had just a couple of those in my life. They're very specific occurrences. And a lot of times God will just keep giving you an impression when you, just, when you try to discover God's call. If you, don't know, if you don't know why you've been born, you know what you should do? You should ask God. Just ask him. You think God's not going to answer that? Have you ever thought about why God put you on this planet? Have you discovered God's call on your life? If you don't know, ask him. So God gave him a vision. So let me tell you, uh, there's a couple of things about visions that I want to point out to you. And the first is this, is that visions start with God, okay? Visions always start with God. Let's go, let's go two ahead. There we go, one more. This, there, there. A vision always starts with God. Now let me tell you why that's important. Because God wasn't calling Paul to some moral work. He wasn't calling him to just send his, spend his life in, you know, a good cause. He wasn't sending him to Macedonia just because it was a good thing to do and people needed help. That wasn't what was going on. God was advancing the gospel, wait for it, to Europe. This was the first time the gospel made it to Europe. God, God was literally starting a new work, and he did it through Paul. The Macedonian vision historically that's the significance of it. The gospel was jumping from one continent to the next. Vision always starts with God. I say, Jason, why, now, why, why do you bring that up? I'll tell you why. You see, I, I think that most people out there today, most of the people you work with every week, most of the people you encounter, maybe even some of you, people are frustrated. They're looking for hope, and they're looking for purpose. But you know why most people are frustrated, I believe? I believe they're frustrated because... Their life's vision isn't God's vision. Their life's vision isn't God's vision. We weren't called to, to just live life in our own power. That's not the point. Paul wasn't jumping across continents because he loved sailing on really you know, sketchy ships. 
He wasn't just putting his life at risk. He was doing something for a reason. God called him for a reason. God's going to call you to build his kingdom. Vision always starts with God. And I believe that most of the time that when people are frustrated, and maybe even some of you are frustrated, and secretly inside you're going, I don't know why I'm even here. I mean, I really don't even know why I'm here. Could it be, friend, could it be, could it be? that you're living out your vision for your life. And you need to hear me on something. If that's you this morning, if you're living out your vision for your life, then you're going to get the best that you have to offer. Do you hear me? If you're living out your vision for your life, you're going to get the best that you have to offer. And you're smart people in here. I mean, there's way more smart people in here than I am. But if you're living out your vision for your life, you're going to get the best you've got. And I want to tell you something. I don't want the best I've got ever. I want the best God's got. Right? God saved me to send me. God saved me to send me. So Paul is being sent to a different place because God is sending him to do his work. He's he's sending him to do his work. Now, when God gives you an impression or vision, it it always starts with him. Let me tell you a prayer I pray all the time. I've told you this before, but I'm going to tell you again. I pray this prayer all the time. God, don't put any dream in my heart that isn't in your heart first. Don't put any dream in my heart that isn't in your heart first. I don't, just because it's a good idea doesn't mean it's God's idea. Did you hear me? Just because it's a good idea doesn't mean it's God's idea. God has a specific call for your life, and that call will always match up with what he wants to do in his world. It's his world. I just live in it. So therefore, I am called to serve him, and that's what Paul was doing. That's what Paul was doing. It always starts with God. Have you discovered God's call on your life? Visions always start with God, but there's more to to visions. When God gives you a a, a vision or or an impression, I will tell you there's a couple things you need to know about that. Another one is that visions are never going to contradict Scripture. If if somebody comes to you, a friend of you, hey, I think God is leading me to do something, the first thing you got to ask yourself is, does it coincide with the will of God in his word? God's never going to call you to do something outside of Scripture. He's just not going to do that. Now, what, what I've learned about visions when God gives them to you it's that visions are often what I would call a snapshot of the story. They're a snapshot, almost like an instant, just a, a selfie, right? A screenshot. Visions tend to be a snapshot. They don't show you, when every, anytime God's ever given me an impression or a vision or something he's calling me to, he's never revealed, not to me, he's never revealed the whole story. He doesn't do that typically. The way I've often said it here at Clearview is God doesn't reveal. If life were a journey on an interstate, God doesn't reveal mile marker number 10 before mile marker number one. He's going to give you mile marker number one, then he's going to give you mile marker number two, and as you clip each one of those, more will come. The Bible says that thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Just right in here, keeping, keeping me right there, following Paul was already following. God saves me to send me. And as Paul was being sent, God would constantly reveal things to him. So they're just a snapshot. They're an impression. But I will tell you something else about visions. When God gives you a vision for your life, you can t- I can tell you this, it's not going to leave you. That's how I know it's from the Lord. When God puts things on my heart, I can't shake it. I can't shake it for months. That's, that's typically, you know, by the way, friend, that's typically the most of the time the way that I know the Lord is trying to speak to me. Something will not leave me. I'll get up with it on my mind. I'll be going through my day. It'll hit me. It'll download itself into my, it will be like a constant 
pressure point on my soul, on my mind, my heart, my will, my emotions. When that's how God speaks, when he's constantly, it, it won't leave you. But never mistake the fact that visions are not just there to, to, to build you up in this particular case. And I believe it's consistent when God calls us to places in our lives. Visions are meant to move you. Visions are meant to move you. See, the, the vision moved Paul from where he was to where God wanted him to go. Have you discovered God's call on your life? There's a specific call for you. God made you, and he made you for a reason, and he made you to send you. God saved me to send me. And so what is that call on your life? Have you discovered God's call on your life? The vision for, for Macedonia was meant to move Paul from where he was to where God wanted him to go. And there's one other thing about God's vision for your life that I want to point out to you this morning, it is simply this. When God calls you, God's going to call you to trust him. He's going to call you to trust him. His call, I, I even say it this way, God, God's call will force me to trust him with course corrections. So many of those of you that like things very linear, many of those in, in this room, many of you in this room that don't like surprises, don't hitch your wagon to Jesus. All right? Because when you do, you don't get to drive, right? Many of you are phenomenal at operations. Many of you in here are very great at making a plan. But I'm going to tell you, when the Lord is the Lord of your life and he sits on the throne of your life, he drives, not you. He does. And every time that God calls you to something, he's going to call you to trust him with course corrections. You ever had course corrections? Proceed to the root, Right? Your Maps app often says, proceed to the root. Keep going that way. God, God drives us, and he takes us where he wants us to go. And the thing about Paul that I love the most, I love this about Paul. I want you to look at what it says in verse 10. It said, when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia. He didn't wait. If there's one thing consistent about Paul, there was no pause. When God told him to go, he went. We learn from Paul that you and I, we have to keep the distance between hearing and obeying short. When God speaks to you and puts an impression on your heart, do you know God's call on your life? If you begin to ask him that, God, why did you put me on this planet? When he speaks to you, keep the distance between hearing and obeying short. Don't wait around. When God tells you to move, unless you get specific instructions, you go and you begin to follow. The moment that God told Paul and Luke and that group what he wanted to do, they began to do it. God's going to call you to trust him, though, with the course corrections. You know, one of the things we have here in the New Testament is something that even Paul didn't have. See, we've got the end of the story. We know how this thing works out. Paul's going to be okay. He's going to sail across open waters. He's going to go. He's going to follow the call of God because God saved him. Now God is sending him. And it's going to be okay. But he didn't know any of that. And that's pretty significant. Do you do understand that, right? That God's not going to reveal to you the end of the story. The gospel was going into Europe. You think Paul knew that? Ooh, I get to be the first one. Take the gospel to Europe. No, he didn't know that. He just did what he was told. He just did what he, that's all he did. He just did what he was told. I think sometimes we look at these people that, that start these major movements and we think, man, I mean, I, they probably went to first grade with a vision for starting like Tom's shoes. You know, 
Blake McCoskey didn't go to first grade thinking he's going to start Tom's Shoes. Blake McCoskey went to a third world country on a trip, saw a bunch of kids that didn't have shoes, and he thought, maybe I could start a company and, and you know, put shoes on kids' feet. And all of a sudden, whammo, look up a few years later, and he just did it. He just did it. You know, you know how you get to go on ventures with God? Start. Start. What are you going to do, fail? Yeah, you'll be the first one to ever have done that. <laughs> Nobody's ever failed, right? Stop being afraid. I don't know who that's for. It's for, it's for somebody. Stop being afraid. You got one life. You got one life. Don't waste it. Stop being afraid. Make valiant efforts for the Lord. This world needs you. And he's going to call you. And when he calls you, God's going to save you to send you. And when you answer the call in your life, there's going to be course corrections. Do you think Paul knew what he was getting into? Do you know? Let me tell you what most Baptists would have done when God gave a Macedonian vision. They would have said, well, I need some training. I need, do we have a course on like how to be a better prisoner? Go to Brian Hatcher and say, hey, can you, can you give us like an eight-week study on like how to be a better person in chains? When I get beat, what's the seven points I need to know about that? Somebody beat me. To t I mean, he didn't get that stuff, man. Hey, do you think Paul got somehow the, the impression from God? Hey, you're going to go there. You're going to meet this woman named Lydia. She's going to be the first person. They're going to talk about her one day in 2020. 2021, 2022, she's going to, for thousands of years, they're going to talk about this woman that was led to Christ as the first convert in Europe. No, he didn't know any of that. He didn't know any of that. God's going to call you to trust him. You think God, you think God told Paul, hey, by the way, I'm going to teach you how to handle demonic people. Like you're going to run up, by the way, you're going to be somewhere over in, over in there in Macedonia and you're going to meet this person that, that, and you're going to have to call out demonic spirits. No. I mean, most of us wouldn't even go if God said that was going to happen. Right? Most of us have been like, uh, I'll stay in Franklin. No, God saved you to send you. He saved you to send you. And you can't be afraid of what you don't know, friends. You can't be afraid of what you don't know. Most of us live in fear. We're always afraid of where God might take you or what God might do or that you're not going to be totally ready to go. Let me tell you something. If you're serving the Lord, you're never going to feel fully prepared. You're not. You're not going to feel fully prepared. I, I, I didn't at first think about talking to you about this, but I, I want to share this just with you real quick as, a, as something that you've actually seen in the life of our church in the last 30 to 45 days, right? Man, listen, we, we sent, we're wiring money in the next few days over to the UK. If you include the $8,000 that our church gave them out of the Impact Missions Funds to, to, to Mercy UK, we have raised over $50,000 to send over there. How cool is that? And let me tell you, 60 days ago, I had no clue we'd do that. I was going over there, meeting with pastors, and many of them would say, what are you doing over here? I said, I have no idea. I'm like spirit walking, Chavez. You know, it's a reference to, you know, an old 80s movie, sorry. <laughs> you know, 
I'm just walking over here. I'm here because God, and, and, and thinking, I don't know. I just know that God won't leave us alone. And then we send a scout team, and then God confirmed things. And then we wind up at a table, and we start matching what they need with the gifts of Clearview and what we can provide. And, all, and now all of a sudden, guess what? Boom, we're going to start doing missions in England. That's how it works. You see, God, God's going to call you to trust him. And a lot of times, he's just not going to reveal to you, there's no way that I would have known any of that was going to take place just weeks and months ahead. No, God saves you to send you, and you got to go when that calling comes. Now, some of you are asking, yeah, Jason, but like, I don't know, like, I have a per- I'm, I'm just in IT, man. Some of you are going, I just sell software. Like, I'm in healthcare. Like, what, what are you trying to say to me this morning? I'm saying to you that oftentimes the reason that God puts you on your planet is not for the job you're doing. Aren't you glad? Some of you go, whoo, No. Sometimes God has you in a profession, but he birthed you to serve in a ministry that's bigger than you are. It doesn't mean you're going to get a paycheck for it for the rest of your life. It just means that God has a plan for you. And you need to step into that. You need to step in. Have you discovered God's call on your life? Have you discovered God's call on your life? The Bible says in 1 Peter, that he, look, look at this verse, I love this. The Bible says, His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory. God has given us everything. His divine power has granted us Everything. You are not deficient and you're not short on power and tools. God's given you what you need, friend. God saved you to send you. Have you discovered God's call on your life? I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old you are. Listen to me. At Clearview, let me tell you what we believe. We believe that you shouldn't spend another day walking this planet as a wandering generality. God did not put you, you want a word from God, you want a sign from God, I'm him. You hear? I'm serious. Today, this is God's word to you. We often ask God, send me a sign, and then God just send us people all the time, all around us. You got in your vehicle this morning, and you came to this place, and I'm telling you, you want a word from God, here it is. God did not make you and birth you just to let you spend the rest of your life just going to church, you know. Just wandering around. No, God made you for a reason. He made you for a reason. Have you discovered God's call on your life? Have you? This is what I want you to do. Today's December 1st. God may not ask, in fact, most of you, he will not ask to change your professions. He will not ask you to do that. But he is going to ask you, we have a calling God. From Genesis to Revelation, we have a God that is constantly calling men and women to do something bigger than themselves for his kingdom and his kingdom glory. So today's December 1st, and this is what I want to challenge you with. You've got about 30 days to the start of the year. January 1st, 2020. What would your life look like January 1st, 2020? If you begin to ask God starting today, God, What is next for me? What is next for me? Why did you put me here? 
For most of you in this room this morning, let me tell you what a kingdom win would look like. Are you listening? A kingdom win for God's in your life, a kingdom win, the best way that you could obey the Lord this morning for many of you in this room is to tell the Lord, I am not going to spend another day on this planet just wandering around. You tell me what you want from me and I'll do it. I'll do it. Put your yes on the table and the direction will come, friend. It will come. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord, it's in 2 Chronicles, the eyes of the Lord sweep to and fro across the earth looking for peoples whose heart is truly his. God is looking for people that say, here am I, send me. January 1st, 2020, how different is your life going to look if you said, you know what, not another day. Not another dadgum day. That's a theological word. (laughs) Not another dadgum day am I going to spend in this world just wandering around.